things one and all this is radical rob with radical solutions and we're going scientific on this episode we're going to basically read out some uh information coming from a book yeah a book called the contagion myth why in brackets including including coronavirus close brackets are not the cause of disease by Thomas Cowan, Sally Fallon, Morell. Yeah, and um, I'm basically going to read from a chapter which is showing you the connection between electricity and influenza. Because over the last few months, uh, we've been hearing a lot about uh, 5G. We're hearing 5G is the cause of Corona. And most recently, um, some Spanish, um, I think Spanish or some European um, doctors were basically found some information or some evidence suggesting that the combination of a certain chemical, I think it was, um, I can't remember the name of the chemical, but this is a chemical that's been found in the vaccinations so-called vaccinations um, that when in combination with 5g triggers of inflammation in the lungs and causes blood clotting yes this information came through quite recently i shared it and um you know i think well one person dismissed it as it seems as if it you know they just thought it was nonsense um but there is some solid evidence in more than one place in the world now saying that yeah it looks like this could be the cause of our problem the combination of this chemical and 5g now this book is uh the, the authors have shown example after example after example i'm just gonna give you a few here yeah so from this chapter talking about the connection between electricity and influenza or electricity and disease in general yes so um here we go with the discovery of the sun's electrical nature scientists have made some interesting observations the period 1645 to 1715 is one that astronomers call the maunda minimum when the sun was quiet Astronomers observed no sunspots during this time span, and the northern lights, the aurora borealis, were non-existent. In 1715, sunspots reappeared, as did the northern lights. Sunspot activity would then increased, reaching a high in 1727. In 1728, influenza appeared in waves on every continent. Sunspot activities became more violent until they peaked in 1738. When physicians reported flu in both man and animals, including dogs, horses, and birds, especially sparrows, by some estimates, 2 million people perished during the 10-year pandemic. These and other facts about the relationship between relationship of influenza to disturbances electricity come from a remarkable book The Invisible Rainbow by Arthur 
Furstenberg. Furstenberg. He chronicles the history of electricity in the United States and throughout the world and the outbreaks of illness that accompanied each step towards greater electrification. The first stage involved the installation of telegraph lines. By 1875, these formed a spider web over the earth, totaling 700,000 miles, with enough copper to um, with enough copper wire to encircle the globe almost 30 times. With it came a new disease called neurasthen, neurasthenia. 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 I think huh, that's how it's pronounced. And let's spell it. N-E-U-R-A-S-T-H-E-N-I-A. Neurasthenia. All right. Like those suffering today from chronic fatigue syndrome. Patients felt weak and exhausted and were unable to concentrate. They had headaches, diseases, tinnitus, floaters in their eyes, racing pulse, pains in their heart region, palpitations. They were depressed and had panic attacks. Sounds familiar? Oh my gosh. Dr. George Miller Beard and the medical community observed that the disease spread along the routes of railroads and telegraph lines. It often resembled the common cold or influenza and commonly seized people in the prime of life. In 1889, we marked the beginning of the modern electrical era and also of the deadly flu pandemic, which followed the advent of electricity throughout the globe. Said Furstenberg, influenza struck explosively and unpredictably over and over in waves until early 1894. It was as if something fundamental had changed in the atmosphere. Physicians puzzled over influenza's capricious, capricious spread. For example, William Beveridge, author of a 1975 textbook on influenza, noted the English warship Arachna was cruising off the coast of Cuba without any contact with land. No less than 114 men out of the crew, out of a crew of 149, fell ill with it, with influenza, and only later was it learned that there was a, had been outbreaks in Cuba at the same time. During World War One, governments on both sides of the confl- conflict installed antennas, which eventually blanketed the earth with strong radio signals. During the latter part of 1918, disaster struck. The Spanish flu afflicted a third of the world's population and killed about 50 million people, more than the Black Death of the 14th century. To stop the contagions, communities shut down schools, businesses, theatres, people were ordered to wear masks and refrain from shaking hands. Those living on military bases were, which bristled with antennas were the most vulnerable. A common symptom was bleeding from the nostrils, gums, ears, skin, intestines, uterus, kidneys, and brain. Many died from hemorrhage in the lungs, drowning in their own blood. Tests revealed a decreased ability of the blood to coagulate. Does this sound familiar? Those close to death often developed that peculiar blue color which seemed to mark all early fatal deaths, or all early fatal cases. Health officials were desperate to find a cause, 
the team of physicians from the U.S. Public Health Service tried to infect their 100 LT volunteers at a naval facility on Gallup's Island in Boston Harbor. A sense of frustration pervades the report, written by Milton Rosenau, MD, and published in the Journal of American Medical Association. Rosenau had built a successful career in public health by instilling a fear of germs, overseeing quarantines, and warning the public about the dangers of raw milk. He believed that something, something called FIFA baculus was the cause. The researchers carefully extracted throat and nasal mucus and every lung material from cadavers and transferred it to their throats, respiratory tracts and noses of volunteers. We use some billions of these organisms according to our estimated counts on each of one of the volunteers but none of them took sick, he said, <coughs> excuse me, water. Then they drew blood from those who were sick and injected it into 10 volunteers. None of these took sick in any way. Thoroughly perplexed, Rosenau and other researchers designed the next experiment to imitate the natural way in which influenza spreads, at least the way in which we believe influenza spreads. I have no doubt, doubt it does, even though these experiments show that it doesn't. By human contact, they instructed those afflicted with to breathe and cough over volunteers. The volunteer was led up to the bedside of the patient. He was introduced. He sat down alongside the patient, the bed, um, alongside the bed of the patient. They shook hands, and by instructions, he got as close as he conveniently could, and they talked for five minutes. At the end of the five minutes, the patient breathed out as hard as he could, while the volunteer muzzle to muzzle, in accordance with the instructions, about two inches between the two received this expired breath and at the same time was breathing in as the patient breathed out. This they repeated five times. The volunteers were watched carefully for seven days but alas none of them took sick in any way perhaps said Rosenau. There are factors or a factor in the transmission of influenza that we don't know. Perhaps if we learned anything it is that we are not quite sure what we know about the disease. I'll stop there. And my my conclusion on this bit of information is showing you that there well it's confirming that there's been a lot of misinformation. If this information is correct, yeah. What they're saying is new technology comes with new diseases or new, uh, yeah, disease in not not contagious. When I say disease, we're talking about disease. <laughs> yeah, being under attack. No, disease, disease, what's the definition of disease? Usually you think of germs and, and viruses, right? Bacteria. But any state that you're in where you're not healthy, not well, is in a disease state. 
it doesn't have to be infections so we're seeing with new technology new electric electrical technology electrical now we're, we're going to what we call emf transmission technology yeah wires and now wireless it seems every new development brings with it new diseases and um, this author is trying to show the correlations of all the major outbreaks of flus or at least most of them coincided with a new installation of new or application of new technologies electrical technologies yeah and I'm looking right now he's, he's um, talking about the Hong Kong flu no the Spanish flu oh, yeah, and then he mentions the Hong Kong flu pandemic it was also connected to some kind of satellite program so <laughs> if there's a solution to give in this episode is to avoid the electrical storm avoid the electricity in the in the sense that the latest technologies and be aware of the dangers you can't say you don't know <laughs> radical raw with radical solutions